Junk journals, junk journals, junk journals. Oh my gosh. Uh, the love for the love of paper. I am doing a podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Pam from the Paper Outpost. And I am doing a crazy thing. I'm doing a podcast on junk journals. Well, um, you're asking, what, what's that all about? We can't see the junk journals. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, I finally figured out that I love talking about junk journals. And it's um, I could talk about them nonstop all day long. And I am fascinated by the little creatures. I, I just love everything junk journals. So if uh, this is of interest to you, come on along, take a listen, and, and, and see what you think. Um, so here I sit. I'm sitting in the middle of my craft room. Um, walls of paper and glue and stuff all around me and any slight movement of anything could cause an avalanche and I could be never heard from again. That's entirely possible. And I have a funny feeling that most junk journalers have some type of this experience. Um, it has been an interesting journey. It has been fascinating. And, uh, I actually pulled out for this first Maiden Voyage episode of this podcast, my very first junk journal. And it sits here, it's in my hands, and I'm looking at it, and it's probably, it is probably the worst journal made ever, but um, it's my first baby, and I love it. And I had no idea at the time uh, I would make more of these or uh, learn new techniques and expand how uh, I do things, change how I do things. So I don't know if she's going to crack for you, but let me get, can you hear it? Can you hear it? I don't know. She's got like a crack, like what I call the crack factor. When you open her up, uh, she has this, because she wasn't built right. <laughs> That's why. Um, but anyway, my first junk journal, I sat down one day in front of YouTube and I saw an old man book binding. And I thought this was absolutely fascinating. My, my, world was moved at that moment. I thought, oh my God, in this day of electronics and digital this and social media that, this man is keeping the old art of bookbinding alive. And I was immediately captured by the fascination of what he was doing. He was working with thread. He was working with papers. And I already loved the feel of paper. Um, I missed the feel of paper. Um, I, uh, I, had a hard time when I was uh, transitioning from going to college to teaching, uh, letting go of the actual paper and the book and the textbooks. I couldn't understand how people could just let go of the, the paper. I needed the paper in my life. So I have reinvited paper back into my life in a big way. And it comes through the process of making junk journals. So this first junk journal that I made, let me tell you, it's a little story. It's a goofy little story. Okay, so of course I was floored and moved and humbled by this man's uh, artistry on how he could make a book. Um, and it was an amazing book. It was like something that you would cherish forever. And uh, it was a tome. Let's face it, we're talking, you know, impressive book, big book, mother book, something where you would you know, document the secrets of the ages in and then store it in some amazing place. <laughs> and, uh, but my little book, my little book was a starter book. And uh, I kind of looked at his process and I thought, wow, well, you know how it goes with YouTube. You look at one, you got it's like potato chips. You got you to gotta watch a hundred of them. So I watched a hundred of them. And then I, realized, I, went, I fell into this whole world of, of junk journals. And uh, I'm, I was flabbergasted. I thought, oh my gosh, people are making these things. And they look like fun and they don't look so complicated. Um, but there, there must be great joy in that. And it, it, I, I just had to try it. I had to try it. So I rummaged around the house 
and I found a couple of pieces of cardboard and I found some papers. And the first papers that I used were watercolor papers because at the time I was painting. I was, uh, um, you know, just having fun learning how to watercolor on YouTube like many of us do. And uh, um, I had been doing that for a while and I thought, you know, let me try this book thing. You know, maybe I need to, to make a watercolor book. So that was my first foray into making a book. I grabbed some of my watercolor paper and I grabbed my two pieces of cardboard and a little bit of thread, and I went off and I uh, created my first little little watercolor journal. And uh, then, of course, it uh, you know I lear- I figured out how to do the cover and the signatures and creating the spine and all that kind of fu- stuff. And it was a kind of learn as you go thing. And it wasn't fast. I mean, I was very slow in making this first journal. I wanted to, I had, oh, good Lord, look at this. One, two, three, four. I have it in my hand here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine holes in every signature. I do the three-hole pamphlet stitch now because it's so much easier for me. I had nine. Oh, my God. That was a serious book. Um, that is awesome. Uh, okay, I give my, I'm giving myself kudos for this. I didn't realize I had that many, that many uh, holes in it. And they were actually pretty neat and straight. I must have been really nervous on that one. Um, so anyway, I grabbed my little watercolor papers and I cut them all to size, which was not easy for me because I, I'm, I don't naturally love measuring, but I did love the paper. So off I went and I did my best to trim them, uh, straight and they didn't come out straight at all. But, uh, I learned actually that's an advantage later. I, it took me a while to get a hold of that, but I learned that, uh, what I thought was my worst day was actually turning out to be my best day as far as the happiness factor. Um, that things didn't have to be perfect. Things didn't have to be perfectly straight. Things, there is a lot of freedom inside a junk journal. And uh, everybody finds their own style. So that came later. But this journal, um, I managed to glue it all together and sew it all together. And I used something called a Coptic stitch, which I think um, I, I, was fo- I found very fascinating. And I'm totally humbled by the Coptic stitch. Uh, but it, it, uh, it is uh, not complicated, but it's... Uh, you know, you kind of kind of put on your big girl pants and sit down and really focus and put on the readers and, and get through the Coptic stitch. And uh, so then I was all cocky pants and I thought, oh, I got, I got this. I can do this. Now I'm going to start making these like crazy. I can I can make handmade notebooks for all my friends and family. Wouldn't that be great? So I made my second one and it was a complete belly flop. I thought I was all, um, you know, edumacated now and I didn't need to... Uh, uh, look at that video again, and uh, I went ahead and did my Coptic stitch. Well, it came out completely wonky pants, and um, the signatures were falling all over the place. The uh, um, The book itself had no integrity. It wasn't strong. It wasn't sturdy. It flopped all over the place, and I thought, oh, okay, maybe I need to go back to square one. So I went back to square one with my little tail between my legs, and I sat down and I watched the video again of how to do that Coptic stitch. And I did another wonky pants. I followed that video to the T. I thought I did everything exactly right, but apparently not. Apparently not. It was part of my learning curve. And uh, I got wonky pants again. And I thought, oh, okay, because now I was getting a little tired because I had cut all this paper. I had cut that cardboard. I had, you know, plans for what this uh, was going to be, maybe a gift coming up and it wasn't ready and there was sweating and nervousness. And then I started to look for easier ways. And that's Basically, when my world started to change, um, I watched everything I could get my hands on. I 
you know, when I found Nick the Booksmith, I was I was like a kid on candy. I mean, just like, oh my God, look at this! This is so amazing. Look at these books. Um, I felt on some level I'll never be able to make books like that, but I thought I could make my own style books, and maybe that's where my happy place was. Um, I I found joy in it. I I found that there's something about the paper. There's something about the paper and the smell and the crunchy, crackly sounds and the different papers. My first journal was all all watercolor paper. There were no different papers, nothing like that. Um, but my, I, I started to understand that you could use different kinds of papers and different papers from old books and uh, all sorts of uh, writing papers and newspapers and uh, old book pages and botanical pages and bird pages and there were so many things I thought oh wow this is fun I need to go shopping off I went (laughs) and uh oh I was such a happy little clam everywhere I went something looked like a potential that could go in a journal and I thought oh I could put that in a journal oh I could put that in a journal so I started to collect and we shall really say let's let's be honest we I amassed and I hoarded and I had so much paper stuff it was coming out of my ears. And uh, so I thought, okay, I need to make some journals. So I started experimenting with different ways to make them. I followed everybody's tutorials and um, I picked and, and, and chose little bits and pieces from what I liked, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, I tossed aside. And um, what I've kind of found that in the end, everybody finds their own style. And there is no right or wrong style. It's just your style. And the most important factor, the barometer of if you're on target, is how you feel. Are you having fun? Are you having fun with the paper? Is this a good time? Are you, are you like, you can't wait to sit down and make this thing? It, um, it's, it's a crazy feeling. But you know when you're, you're learning or when you're excited about learning or um, when the craft has you as opposed to you having the craft? Um, it's just go to town, let, g- grab the paper and start putting it together. Um, and uh, you, you learn as you go. You learn a lot of things from a lot of people. I am so thankful and so grateful for all those peeps out there who taught me so much. Uh, I am extremely, extremely humbled. And um, I just, uh, this has just opened up a world. And I'm, I kind of have the feeling I'm not alone. I have a funny feeling that there are a few others out there. I think um, many people enjoy the feel of paper, different kinds of paper, the crunchy, the crinkly, the smell of the paper. Um, I think that there's a whole host of us sitting at home in our little craft room area, table, whatever it is, maybe it's in front of the TV uh, with just a little tiny bit of stuff, but we have this urge to make something, making something out of nothing which is kind of exciting. Um, There's a whole recycling vibe with junk journals. You're taking stuff that would otherwise be thrown away, discarded, unused, end up in a landfill, end up completely useless and never to be honored again. It will never be looked at again. It will never be cherished again. But you're breathing new life into something. You're breathing new life into old papers that that mark the test of time. uh, I was reading this morning about ephemera, ephemera. There's a funny word even to say, ephemera. And uh, 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 I looked up the official Wikipedia meaning for it. And basically it, it means uh, old, or basically it just means uh, papers that are 
uh, of short-term use. They're meant to be discarded quickly. You uh, look at uh, propaganda uh, uh, pages from years ago or um, any kind of stuff that's meant to be just read and then tossed aside. And, uh, but there's a whole other subculture about people who are fascinated by this ephemera. And I think uh, we junk journalers fall into that, that little, that little uh, chasm that you grab an old paper from days gone by and you think, who held this? You think, who, what were they doing? What was their life like? Oh my gosh, this was before the digital age. They didn't even have the internet back then. Or maybe they did. They're, you can have ephemera even from today. But um, it's just fascinating when we think about paper and how it's vanishing from our society. Um, I'm sure the trees are happy about that. <laughs> and that's probably a good thing. But maybe there's a way to honor those papers. Um, maybe what seemed like annoying paper in the beginning that's just around you and we need to get rid of all this trash can somehow be honored and it can harken back to another day and time when life was a little different. Possibly, was it simpler? I don't know. I think maybe in some ways. Maybe not so much stimulus coming at you. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just thought this would be a fun way to talk about the experience of junk journaling without actually making something. Or I could be making something and, and doing this too. But I think that uh, the fascination of the world of working with papers and... Um, you know, exploring different ways of putting the papers together, different designs, different concepts, what works, what excites you, what, where are the trends going now, things like that. I think there's a lot to talk about in this area that maybe, uh, you know, you're going along and maybe it's not that easy to watch a YouTube video. Maybe you're in the car and you don't want to, you know, have your phone go dead. Maybe it's easier to listen to a podcast. And, you know, hey, my husband's tired of listen to, listening to me talk about junk journals. And I can, I can talk about junk journals all day long with him. Uh, but he gets this funny glazed over look after a while. And uh, I, I'm like, okay, honey, I get it. I get it. Enough about junk journals. And uh, um, so anyway, I thought, I, I got to find my people. Where are my people? And um, somebody mentioned to me, you know, you should do a podcast. And I thought, a podcast? So I'm going to sit down and do a podcast and talk about junk journals. They can't see me doing anything. And um, then I thought, I love to talk about them. I mean, when I go out to lunch with a friend or something, they'll ask me, what are you doing? And nobody knows this about me, about the whole junk journal thing. And uh, uh, I'm like, oh, I make junk journals. And of course, I get the squirrely look, you know, the squirrely look, like what, what on earth is that? And I'm like, oh, oh, we got we got, we got some educating to do here. <laughs> but, um, and I don't know if I can light the fire under somebody else to feel the, the excitement and the thrill that, that I feel making the journals and, and creating them and, uh, designing them and then, uh, giving them to other people, selling them to the world. It's been, um, an interesting journey, a very, a very fascinating and mind-blowing journey. Um, but I, I love the fact that it seems like an old art. Maybe it's not an old art, truly, but it feels like doing something with papers that these, it, it's just the abandoned. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Abandonment of paper in our society is mind-blowing. And before we just trash it, just ask yourself, can we breathe new life into it? Might somebody look at this paper in a little different way just to see the joy of thinking about something else other than themselves at that moment (laughs) and uh, just take them on a little journey with your paper collection in your junk journal. Uh, So we've got lots more to talk about. I have a long list of ideas and I'm just going to ramble on. So if you come aboard and you want to listen, awesome. If this is not your thing, I totally respect that. I get it. Maybe you're a visual person and you got to see it. I've got a YouTube channel called The Paper Outpost. Uh, Come on over and check that out if you're interested. But um, and please uh, uh, share this podcast if you find uh, value here. I am going to be I don't know. I'm just going to be putting these up as they come. And I have a feeling they're going to be coming pretty frequently. So everybody, thank you very, very much for listening to my very first podcast. Uh, Kind of crazy, um, but you know what? It's kind of fun. And I feel like I was able to talk about my junk journals today. So thanks very much, everybody. I look forward to talking with you soon. Have an awesome crafting day.